Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. It's been a while since I've done a solo episode. Normally, I do solo episodes every other week, but two weeks ago, I had my friend Ryan come on, so he took place of what would have been a solo episode, and I think it worked out really well. It just kind of gave enough time for me to just kind of live my life and of course think of a topic for today's solo episode I actually had this planned out a while ago so technically it didn't really make a difference but it was still nice to take a break from just doing a solo episode because I feel like once I do the guest episode it's already recorded and then I just have to eventually go back and edit it later on and half the work has been done and typically once I record the episode then I have to immediately jump into editing and it takes me a really long process. I tend to kind of procrastinate with my solo episodes but anyway I'm getting off topic. So today's episode is talking about unapologetically getting into big tech and I have somehow managed to do that. How did I get into a big tech company? That is honestly beyond me, but I guess it's just because this company decided, you know what, Alana's got a great recruiting background. She's been at a couple of startups before. She knows how to recruit. She knows how to recruit and she has an expertise in technical recruiting. Therefore, we're going to hire her. I also prepared like crazy for my interview since I knew that my current company does a lot of behavioral based questions and they're pretty much like those tell me about a time where something something happened and you basically have to tell the story. So yeah I made like what was it uh 18 page study guide on all the questions that I was going to potentially be asked and I basically looked up Glassdoor questions from that company to see what kind of questions they would ask, especially for my position. And I guess it worked because here I am, employed again, yay. I actually started my job last week, so this has been my second week at my company. And it's definitely been very chaotic. I definitely don't know how I feel about working here right now. I think it's just because I dealt with a little bit of chaos in the beginning, so it probably didn't leave the best impression on me. And I'll get into that in just a second. But I'm just really hoping that these are just some minor, like, kicks that I just have to get through. And then once I make it past, like, my first one to two months, everything should be okay. And apparently my training and onboarding takes about three months, which is insane in my opinion. I mean... I have never had to deal with a company where my onboarding and my training takes me that long. And so I'm not being trained on like how to do my job. Well, I mean, I am. I know how to do my job when it comes to using specific skills. But when you go from a startup to a big company that uses all sorts of different tools that you never used before and especially with all of them being internal and learning like a whole different recruiting process it's a lot <laughs> it's definitely not what I was expecting so I've been very very overwhelmed with a lot of the material that I'm getting into so 
I don't want to jump into that too yet because I definitely want to start off with like giving you guys just some like life updates and what's been going on in my world and then we'll talk more about like getting back into the new groove and adjusting back into employed life and being at a big tech company and how that's been for me so far. I know I've kind of given you a little bit of a teaser. So, I mean, nothing too much has occurred since the last time we talked. I think my last soul episode was maybe three weeks ago and that was when I had just accepted the offer to the company that I'm at and I told you guys how I wasn't really the happiest with the salary that was given to me. So I realized I had to take it because it was the only offer I got. I could have got an offer from another company, but they went through a hiring freeze and they couldn't extend me an offer even though I was um, qualified for an offer. I did very well during their on-site and I got very good feedback from what I heard. So it's it's a shame that that didn't work out, but it's okay. That happened and then just breaking into June... For me, I just focused on realizing that June is going to be a big month of release for me. Letting things go. And I was able to come to that conclusion simply just by doing my monthly tarot reading. And that was like an overall theme for me. And it's been helping me reflect a ton on like what I need to let go of. There's definitely a lot of like pain and hurt that I'm still experiencing from my last company and even though I do have a new home now I still am not completely over with what happened to me about three months ago and it was kind of traumatic in a way I mean losing a job can be very traumatic and especially with the malice behind my exit doesn't really make it any better or more comfortable for me to deal with so Funny enough, my previous company is actually going to be doing layoffs next week. And I know that's not funny at all. It's very sad because a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. And I empathize a lot with those people. And I have definitely been getting a lot of tea on my ex-company. And let me tell you, there's a lot of negative press out there regarding my ex-company. And nobody wants to really work for them. And I can't stand how shady they are. And I truly didn't see the red flags until I fully got out. And I definitely spoke up about it on my TikTok. So if you want to know what company I'm talking about, I did actually share the name there. But for me, I am going to feel all the feelings once those happen, even though I'm not in the company anymore. But I know a lot of people from my old team are going to get affected because recruiters are always the first to go on layoffs. That's just kind of how it is. And I can't imagine how much worse it's going to look for them once they do announce the layoffs after all of the other negative press that's going on right now. It's going to make it that much more harder for them to make hires. And they are absolutely delusional if they think that they're going to become even more successful with hiring after next Friday and it's disgusting because they announced these layoffs on May 31st and they decided to keep their employees waiting a whole month to find out when that's happening and it's caused so much fear and anxiety and so many people hate the company and 
I looked on LinkedIn or Creator to see how many people from my old company are open to work. And there was at least 800 people, which is a lot. And that's really sad. And there's around 1,800 people at the company now. So it's a good chunk. So you can see that many people are unhappy and are ready to go. And many people are about to become unemployed. And even though, yeah, that gives them the notice that they should start looking for another job, it doesn't really matter because with the way the market is going right now, it's pretty bad right now. The job market used to be so good for candidates. And I still think it's a little bit of a candidate's market. However, there are more hiring freezes rolling out and it's been layoff city. I will say May has been a horrible month for tech companies. June also hasn't been great. I don't know how much worse it's going to get, but it seems like we're kind of entering into a recession again. It, it just feels like 2020 all over again where companies were doing layoffs and establishing hiring freezes and it was just a hot mess and everybody was just panicking and feeling poor as shit at least that was my experience oh 2020 was such a traumatic year but besides that I definitely am being petty but what was really funny is last week my old boss's boss reached out to me on LinkedIn and he had saw a comment that I made on another person's post where she was saying how she has to basically start looking for work because she's very confident that she's going to be one of the people who's going to get laid off. And I commented basically empathizing and I told her, you know, you're doing the right thing by looking for new work. And I still have a lot of hurt with this company, even though I left a few months ago. And I remember he supported that comment. Like on LinkedIn, you can react with the support feature and he messaged me trying to do damage control, being like, I'm really sorry. This has been your experience and it's still affecting, affecting you negatively after you've left. Please know there wasn't like any malice or mean intent behind your separation with this company. Let me know if you're open to talk. No pressure, though. Those were along the lines of what he said. And I'm just thinking, get the fuck out of here. I know what you're trying to do and I am not falling for it. You know, it is way too late for you to be reaching out. You know, if you had done this maybe a week after I left, it would be a different story. But I'm sorry, three months is just a little bit too late, honey. And why the fuck would you even think that I would want to get on a call with you? You've never really made a connection with me at the company because you started two months before I did. So I never really had any time to introduce myself to you and for you to do the same. You're just trying to do damage control because you're a part of HR. In fact, you're basically like the head of HR in a way. And you can't stand that your company that you joined in the beginning of this year is going to shit. And is facing so much scrutiny right now. Like get the fuck out of here. So I blocked him. I was not responding to that message. Because I would have just gotten straight up nasty and ugly with him. And I just really didn't want to bring that side out in me. I already get kind of nasty and quick with some people on LinkedIn. Because I'm dealing with stupid people all day long on LinkedIn. Because people don't seem to care what recruiters have to say. And we're the ones that are actually trying to help you 
understand the hiring process better but you know that's none of my business so I have done all that I can with that and once the layoffs happen next week I will probably be making um, a very very emotionally charged LinkedIn post because I have a lot to say regarding that and I will save that for two weeks so you can find out what I said and how everyone's kind of dealing with that so that's been a very interesting update on my end. On a not-so-work-related update, uh, Pride in Portland was this past weekend, and this was my first Pride in Portland. And it was canceled last year due to the pandemic, and I know it was canceled the year before that. So it was basically Pride returning back to Portland, and it was just really cool to see the community get together and celebrate Pride. And so I went with my friend, I went with Ryan, actually, and we spent Saturday and Sunday enjoying ourselves. And I made a nice little vlog, in case you want to view it, on my YouTube channel on how we celebrated Pride together. But it was very lovely. Unfortunately, I got a couple of homophobic comments when I made a reel about it on Instagram. And I was just quick to delete and block those. And I've gotten one homophobic comment on my YouTube video. And so I had to delete and block that person too because that's just not going to be tolerated anywhere on my platforms so yeah that's always fun to deal with I'm trying to think what else are some things that I can share I mean I've been hanging out with my friends a lot lately I mean I think every single weekend I've been seeing my friends and I know this weekend we're thinking about going to some rooftop bar and we're gonna all get together and hang out so that should be really fun I am going to try to go to the farmer's market on Saturday. There's a really great farmer's market that's not too far from where I live. And I've been wanting to go because I hear it's a great farmer's market. And there's a lot of great small Portland businesses that I would love to check out. And plus, I need to get a new cactus. My small potted cactus has died. I don't know how I managed to kill a cactus, but I think I may have overwatered it because she was looking a little squishy and yeah I sadly had to say goodbye to her I gendered my cactus I never named my cactus that's just that's just how I'm describing my cactus right now but anyway so I'd like to get a new plant long story short so that's something that I'm looking forward to this weekend other than that let's just talk about this new job and being in a big tech company and comparing it to startups. I feel like it's still too early for me to do comparisons, but there are some things that I can compare it to. I think for me, the biggest thing that's been really hard for me ever since I started my first day, just learning to get back into the groove of things and having to go back to not being able to sleep in until like 9.30 to 10 a.m. I have to wake up early again, so that's always hard having to basically spend eight hours working and reading trainings and doing modules and getting quizzed on it. And it can be really draining, but I do take breaks because otherwise it would drive me batshit insane. And it hasn't been very good for my ADHD. Let me tell you, I am struggling to digest this information. I cannot stand my ADHD meds right now. And I am trying to lower my dosage. I take Vyvanse for my ADHD. I take 50 milligrams and 
I want to go back to 40. I think 50 is too much. I think it's overstimulating. It's suppressing my appetite too much, which I know is a common side effect. And I know dry mouth is also very common. And I've been getting so much dry mouth lately. I am drinking so much water, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because that keeps me hydrated. But the constant peeing that I'm having to do and trying everything I can to just make my mouth not feel so uncomfortable because it's really uncomfortable to just spend your day working with your mouth being dry on top of having acid reflux. So ever since March, maybe like a week after I was terminated from my company, my acid reflux was getting really out of hand and it's been making me very uncomfortable. Even just drinking water triggers my acid reflux. Just anytime I eat, even if it's a healthy food like a vegetable of some sort that's not even acidic, it still gives me acid reflux. And it's making me fucking miserable. So I cannot wait to get my health insurance card so I can go ahead and get an endoscopy scheduled because I desperately need an endoscopy and I want to figure out what's wrong with me and if there's any kind of treatment because it's just getting out of hand and taking like PPIs like um, what is it Nexium isn't doing it for me and I just had enough of it. It's making me uncomfortable and it's preventing me from wanting to go back to the gym because technically lifting weights can actually trigger acid reflux which is crazy you think like working out would be good for it but there are certain exercises that can trigger it and it's just baffling to me and so I'd like to get back to the gym I'm tired of my medications making me uncomfortable and I'm tired of my fucking stomach making me uncomfortable so that's another little update I forgot to mention but back to my onboarding and how that's been bad for my ADHD. Yeah, just having to just basically sit at my computer for a good chunk of the day. And then after that, sometimes I have like one to two fellow sessions with my other job because I have a part-time job for my old company. And basically my hours are at night. So I basically have to jump into two other calls afterwards. So that can be a little bit draining, but... I love what I am doing there. That job is absolutely so much fun. I'm having a blast doing that. And it really does help to have like just another source of income. And for me, I am now trying to figure out, well, how do I now manage my nights better? Because now that I have eight hours of my day blocked off, dedicated to my full-time job, and then I have these fellow sessions because I don't want to do them over the weekend. I may actually consider opening up my Sunday mornings from like 11 to 2 and doing sessions then just so it takes some time off my plate. But I'll figure that out if I start feeling like I'm burning out and I'm giving myself too many hours because typically I leave my hours open from like 5 30 to 9 Monday through Friday. I think I'm actually no longer going to make myself available on Fridays just so that can be some time for myself and I can decompress and then maybe I can leave the Sundays open. So I'm going to see how that pans out within the next month or two and I'll make that work for myself. But at the same time, with my nights booking up, I'm trying to now figure out, well, when do I go to the gym? Because for me right now, I'm sure you're thinking, well, Alana, just go to the gym in the morning. 
I used to be able to do that, y'all. And I can't even tell you how I was able to do that. I remember when I was on prep in 2019, I was sometimes going to the gym in the mornings, actually even almost every day towards the last month or two of my prep. I was going to the gym every day because I had to do two a days and I basically had to wake up at four just to have enough time to do my whole morning routine and ritual and then a lot time to commute to the gym and then a lot more time to do the actual workout which I needed about an hour and a half to two hours. So yeah and then I need to make sure that I also allotted time to shower and get dressed and get ready at the gym and then hop on a train to go to my office job. I literally had a whole entire day before my day even started. For me right now, my body cannot handle waking up that early to go to the gym. And even though the gym is in my building and I don't have to commute, I'm still going to be slow. I'm still going to take forever to do my workout. I'm not going to lie, guys. I move really slow, especially in the morning. And waking up is very hard for me to do. I value my sleep so much. And I try to go to sleep by like 11 or 11.30. It just depends on how much energy I have. So I typically set my alarm at 6 And then I don't actually get out of bed until maybe 7.30. I will hit snooze a few times. But after I hit snooze and I'm finally awake, I'm on my phone. And I'm browsing through social media and it's such a bad habit. Like props to those who can just wake up and not check their phone and catch up on their emails or social media notifications or text messages they get throughout the night. Props to you for being able to do that because I sure as hell am not there yet. So if anyone wants to give me some tips on how to just not do it because me just not doing a cold turkey, I think I'm already going to struggle with that. Yeah, that's a really bad excuse, I know. But for me, I just don't feel complete if I don't check my phone in the morning. It's kind of like a little pick-me-up in the morning to just help me feel like I can get through my day now that I've like caught up on my FOMO. I just hate having FOMO. It gives me so much anxiety and I know that's so stupid. But anyway, so yeah, that basically explains like why I'm not going to the gym in the morning right now. And so for me, I'm going to have to figure that one out. So just having to reprioritize my whole schedule and get used to working and having a boss again. I like really hope that this can be the last corporate job of my life. I also hope that I can last here for a year so I can at least get some of my stock. That'd be kind of nice, especially because I took a pay cut, which again, I'm not happy about. If I am able to get a raise, then maybe I'll stay. But obviously, like I just can't quit my job and be a content creator right now because that is not sustainable income for me at the moment. I will quit my job once I know that I am making enough money from all my platforms so I can go ahead and survive over that. Another thing that I've done recently, by the way, is I started going live on Amazon. So I just started doing that last week. And it took me forever to figure out how to use OBS, which is what a lot of Twitchers use. So they can have like fun kind of lay, lay, lay what is it, like layovers or um, 
overlays. That's what I'm thinking of. So they can have like fun different overlays and borders and tags and stuff. And that will also be useful for me when I do my monthly streams on YouTube since I do stream once a week. Or not once a week. God, that would be exhausting. Once a month on YouTube. But Amazon Live, I want to do that once a week because I can incorporate that easily into my day. And I typically would do that during my lunch break. If you are interested in my Amazon storefront, I will link it in the description in case you're interested. I am now a part of the Amazon Influencer Program. So that's another fun thing that happened. Oh my God, like I, I'm not sharing anything with you guys or I keep missing out on these details that I'm not sharing. So yeah, I finally got accepted to the Amazon Influencer Program. So I now have a storefront. So if any of y'all are ever interested in like, my favorite skincare products, my kitchen essentials, how I decorated my living room. I have hair care products. Like you'll see all of it. I even have cat essentials in case you want to get a cat. What are some great things you must have while you are a cat owner? And I'm still building out my storefront, but I like went back through all of my order history to um, determine like what made sense for it to kind of be on brand with me. And what I wanted to showcase. So if you ever want to support me, I do get a little bit of commission if you do make a purchase using my links. No pressure though. It doesn't really cost anything to you. It's just basically me getting a little bit of commission. So no big deal. But yeah, that's something exciting. And Amazon Live is really fun because you can attract a whole new audience and you can educate them on like cool Amazon products. And again, I do make commission from that so it's another source of income that I've added into my life lately and so being able to budget time to plan for that is going to be very important okay I think I have finally shared like all of my life updates and I think I'm pretty much done talking about like how I'm now starting to get back into the groove again so you came here to know a little bit more about like big tech and what that's been like for me so far. I will certainly have to give you an update in a few months so I can give you a lot more information, but this is kind of what I can share now. So on my first day, I did not start until 2.30 in the afternoon. And that really frustrated me and made me almost want to regret my decision of signing that offer because I just didn't understand why I had to wait so late. So for all of my morning I just kind of sat on my bed wondering what was gonna happen and you're probably thinking well Alana like come on that's like a three-hour day for you and yeah you're right but it caused me to get behind in my work because I could have started doing some of my onboarding materials while I waited but I realized I actually couldn't do that on my com my personal computer because I have like a VPN and a special security key in order to access the company's network. I was just frustrated that basically I had to wait until this meeting started with my boss just so I could turn on my computer. And I remember I was working until nine just trying to catch up on some stuff that I was supposed to complete on day one. So that wasn't exactly like the best welcome for me, you know what, it's done, it's over with, and I finished all my week one materials, so at least that's done and out of the way, and I'm kind of caught up. So another thing that kind of ruined my day yesterday was that I found out that I only get paid once a month and not semi-monthly or bi-weekly like I've 
been in the past. So this is also very new for me. I don't know if other big tech companies do this, but getting paid monthly isn't very common. I know there are companies that do it, but it's not as common as you think. It's actually a very small percentage. So now I have to learn how to completely rebudget my whole month. And I feel like it's going to give me anxiety having to wait until the end of the month to get a paycheck. So right now I'm like working with all of my credit card companies and anything that I have like a subscription to, I need to move charging dates around. So basically what I can try to do is just have everything charged me on the day that I get my paycheck or the day that's close to my paycheck. So not having all of these subscription payments being confirmed at random times of the month. So if I just get all of that taken care of, I'm hoping that will help me manage my money better. So that's an adjustment. I'm still not really a fan of this, but at least I get my paycheck in what is it? Nine, nine days? Nine days. It's a long wait. Especially because I thought I was getting it this week and I'm not. And that's not exciting for me because I'm poor and I need money. Anyway, so those have kind of been like some two sour experiences. Especially when that wasn't even mentioned in my offer letter that I was going to be getting paid monthly. It's still my second week. There is still so much that I have to learn and do. And I still haven't even met my whole entire team yet. I've met a few team members and People have been nice and helpful, I will say that. My manager seems pretty nice and people seem to have good things to say about her, so I will give it that. So another thing I guess I could say about big tech is that it's a big company, all right, but I like that there's structure and that does give me comfort. I really like that this company has a plan and there's processes already in play. It is so nice to not have to be recruiting at a startup where I was either creating a whole process from scratch or there was somewhat of a process established and we had to basically change process around that happened to me in my old company. So to just go into this company with the material already there because it's an established process and that's what they've been using for years is really helpful and beneficial. And it just feels like that this job is going to be a lot more chill. So with my job, it's definitely going to be a little bit different from what I was doing before. Like I've always done full cycle recruiting and now I'm focusing more on just candidate ownership up until the on-site stage. So I still have to source candidates or review applications and then get on a call with them. But by getting on a call, I'm not actually doing an intro call. I'm doing a prep call to prepare them for a phone screen with a hiring manager and then preparing them for the on-site interview. So it won't be as many calls that I'm going to be taking, which is going to be interesting, but it's going to be a lot of sourcing. And one of my metrics is that I'm only going to be evaluated, well, not only going to be evaluated, but one of the biggest metrics I'm going to be evaluated on is just like how many offers get out or how many offers will my candidates get. And that takes a lot of pressure off of me. 
So I'm not complaining, if anything. I kind of like this. I think it's going to be a very chill job. And I think it's going to give me a lot of flexibility in my day. And once I get through all the material and I start getting recs and working with hiring managers and just getting more comfortable with everything, I could see myself doing well at this company. I do think I have a much fairer shot. I do think I will be set up for success. I think it's just going to take me some time to get used to. So that is something that I like. I like that things don't seem very pressuring. But then again, this is just my specific role. I can't speak for anyone else. Honestly, that's all I can really say about it so far. Because again, <laughs> it's only week two. But I would love to do a part two to this episode just because I feel like so many people are going to want to know more about what it's like to work at a big time company. And I would love to be able to provide as much tea and insight as possible. For the last thing that I want to say is I want to go into this company because I feel like I did have a little bit of a bad attitude going in. But one thing that I wanted to at least clear up with some of my coworkers, especially the ones that I've met, is I want to like let them be aware about my personality and also let them be aware of my ADHD which causes me to be impulsive and act impulsive and be accidentally combative when I talk. It's not my nature to do that. It's just kind of who I am. I also am a no bullshit kind of person and I don't put up with bullshit and I'm not afraid to stand my ground. But I did want to like tell my employees so or my coworkers that, hey, if you ever feel like you have a problem with something that I did or said, please come talk to me first and don't go to our manager. And people have been receiving that very well and they've said, I appreciate you for letting me know that. I do think you'll realize like our team is very chill, but I'm really glad you told me that and I will definitely keep that in mind if I feel like, you piss me off at some point, I'll, I'll come talk to you first and be like, thank you. That's like all I ask. I'm starting to prime people. I even did it with my boss and my boss was very receptive to it. So that was a plus. So that, that was a good thing that people were responding to my like prompting or my priming of, hey, I might be this way, but I promise I'm not type thing. So that's good. Another thing that I'm... I'm applying from companies that I worked at to this company is that I am just gonna sit back and just not talk. I am coming into a new environment where I'm so used to startup life and this is big tech and this is a whole new process and for me where I'm doing not the full cycle recruitment anymore I'm just not gonna speak up and get so opinionated even though there will always be opinions that I have, but for me, I've developed a lot of trust issues because of my last company, and it just makes me not want to be a fully engaged employee. It just makes me not want to talk to anybody at my company, even though they haven't done anything wrong to me so far, but I've developed a lot of trust issues, and that came with some of the trauma just on how people treated me and how people wanted how people chose to perceive me and not give me a chance to explain myself or even apologize to them if they felt like I did them wrong in any kind of way. I don't like it when people have a problem with me. I don't like it when people are mad at me. I want to make things right. 
So I didn't get that chance and that hurt. So I'm just going to shut up, which is very rare for me. But I'm just going to lay back, not interact with people unless if I really have to. And hopefully that can keep me around. One thing that I do like about a big company is that I'm technically just a number and I kind of like that. I feel like a lot of people don't like that, but it means that people will just leave me the fuck alone. And you would think like, Alana, you're so extroverted. Well, this is introverted Alana coming out because I think I'm discovered that I'm more of an ambivert, but I definitely am more extroverted than introverted, but I will probably choose to maybe be a little bit more introverted at work. And that's not something that I want to be. But if it's going to keep me at my job, assuming that I'm meeting my metrics and I'm performing fine with my actual work, then that's what I'm going to have to do. So it's definitely going to be a challenge for me, but I think it's a challenge that I can easily take on and I believe in myself. It's just going to take a lot of willpower to just really hold back, but... So far, it's been really nice just not having to interact with as many people at work and feeling like I've already made a horrible impression on people. So I'm just not going to engage unless I need to engage. I think I'm going to leave it at that. I know this episode was all over the place. I mean, what solo episodes of mine aren't all over the place? But I hope you got some sort of value out of it in a way and... It felt like you were just kind of catching up with me and just listening to my rants and my rambles. I always appreciate you being here for stuff like that. It truly makes me happy. So with that being said, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week with a brand new guest episode. Bye!